It's definitely not two weeks ago, but this is This Week in Film. I'm Nick Panonto, joined this time by superfan Dan Moran. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Dan, you coming in? Third string of it again? <laughs> That's all right. Hey, um, happens. Love having you on the show. Your insight is invaluable, mm-hmm. and you always participate in Ray's Random Ray Quest. And uh, you actually had an answer for last week's, or t- three weeks ago, question. <laughs> yep. Uh, which was, name a movie. Oh, your favorite sports movie. Favorite sports movie, That yeah. isn't The Sandlot. Well, apparently. let's hold off on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do that yet. save on that. But okay, we did yeah. have an answer for the week before that, which was, name a movie that takes place in one setting. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that, that movie, uh, and it was, it could be, if I remember correctly, it could be a movie you liked or didn't like, and that, right. it, my answer was Phone Booth, starring Colin Farrell, and that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> who could have guessed? Right. Well, it's a new week. I think it's week 37 of the show, so, something we'll like that. that. <laughs> and you didn't realize it, but this week has a special theme. You'll find out <laughs> when we get to my movie, which you don't know what it is. All right. You... Wait for it. <laughs> but, Dan, what did you see this week? Uh, this week, I finally got around to watching John Wick, uh, starring Keanu Reeves and a whole bunch of random people that are now famous for other things. Mm. Um, Great movie. John Wick was, uh, was directed by Chad... Stahelski and uh, David Leach, and r- written by Derek Kolstad. And what's interesting about that is that none of these guys have ever directed or written pretty much anything else that doesn't have to do with John Wick up until this point. Um, you know, Chad Stahelski is has been a stunt coordinator on about a million movies. Yeah. So he's done the stunts for you know 300, uh, V for Vendetta, um, The Expendables 2. Um, you know, a favor of 12-year-old Dan Moran, Ninja Assassin, um, <laughs> which is just stupid fun. I did not enjoy Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's it's all right. But I, yeah, I thought it was going to be so much more fun than it was, and I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, then you realize you're, you're not 12 anymore. Right. But um, but yeah, so the guy's never done any sort of directing, um, but this kind of movie seems perfect for him. Uh, so, so just to kind of start off, like, going back a little bit with, John Wick, you know, I saw the previews and I was like, there is no way I am interested in seeing this movie. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then reviews started trickling in from random people that saw it and everybody said, It's amazing. Yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It's um yeah. it's pretty perfect. Uh and the fact that it was only about an hour and thirty five minutes really, really helped out for, you know, me wanting to to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that so that worked out. But um, so to fill in people who haven't seen it, which if you haven't, you really should at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Wick uh, is Keanu Reeves, and he he's a former former hitman who got out of the game for a woman, and and he gets pulled back. Always in. for a woman. Yep. Yeah. It's, and they they harp on that point too. Yeah. Uh, so so it's like so. The movie starts off kind of like an action version of Up. So yeah, it's just it's, r- 
it is so sad in the beginning, but it's also like in the in the very beginning, it kind of grabs you right away because you he you know Keanu Reeves is in this SUV and he crashes and he rolls out all bloody, and uh, and he's he's watching this video on his on his cell phone of his wife, and then it cuts to, I guess um, three yeah, weeks earlier, yeah, three weeks earlier or whatever. So you, it kind of grabs you right away. You're like right away. You're like yeah. Yeah, I'm in now. It's kind of like if you've watched, uh, what's that, uh, Breaking Bad, like episode one, scene one, it starts off, you know, with a pair of pants flying through the air, and then a guy driving an driving an RV in his underwear with a gas mask, and you're like, yeah, I know where I'm going to be for the next 47 minutes. Right. <laughs> so. That's the only episode of Breaking Bad that I've seen, mm-hmm. but uh, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, so, yeah, so Nick, it didn't grab Nick for episode two, but episode one, he was in. <laughs> But um, I was just—I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. went, "I get it. I, yeah, I'm all right. I, I, I bet things get worse." Yep, exactly. So, so it kind of like also John Wick kind of evolved for me. At first, I'm like, I don't want to see this movie, mm-hmm. and then I heard, "Oh, he he uh, gets back in the game because somebody killed his dog," and you're like, "Man, that's even more stupid." And then, but then you start watching it, and it's just like. Okay, you're like, okay, his wife just died. Yeah. Okay, it was the final gift from his wife, this dog. And then I have owned beagles for two-thirds of my life. So I find out that it's a beagle puppy, and I'm in. I'm yeah. like, absolutely. It, I could not do anything that John Wick does, but I would certainly fight and get knocked out after 30 seconds for a, if somebody ke- killed my beagle puppy. <laughs> I feel like if anybody killed a, like a puppy, yeah, it would be... Like what happens to that poor dog? Yeah, right. I know. And yeah. it's like the next day. Yeah, too. like I know, Keanu yeah. Reeves has the dog for like a day. Yeah, and he's all about it, and he's just like, "All right, yeah." Like he falls in love with the dog mm-hmm. almost immediately, yeah. you know. And then Theon Greyjoy shows up. <laughs> yeah, and and he's mad about losing his junk, so he kills the dog. <laughs> and so this uh, this movie clearly happened between the first and second Matrix movies because uh, Keanu Reeves knows both Russian and Kung Fu. <laughs> so they loaded up those programs for him yeah. before this movie. So then um, it's funny. So everything happens, you know, the dog, his wife dies, he gets the dog, the dog dies right away. Um, so, and then, they, be, go and, then they, and then they stole, steal his car. And then, oh, then they steal his car. It's this, this awesome 1970, you know, 1970 Mustang. Yeah. So it's all kind of, kind of that. And uh, as you know, some, people know nick knows i'm I'm a new father so i'm kind of an estrogen mess so it's <laughs> the fact that i that i didn't shed a tear when that dog died and his wife died and all that was a, a miracle on the level of the stigmata pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and if there had been one more thing you know in there like if you had found out like his wife was pregnant when when she died or something like that right i would have been an inconsolable mess like i mean upstairs in sweatpants with the Riesling and the Ben and Jerry's just just sobbing but luckily there's not a lot of action happen. movies that start yeah like that like that but, the, mm-hmm. but, it, the, but it locks you in like, yeah. like you said it locks you in where you're like alright mm-hmm. where's this gonna go yeah, exa- yeah exactly and then so you know John Wick kind of gets back into the game and um, as Nick said Theon Greyjoy is the one that steals his car and, and kills his dog and it f- turns out that he's the son of this uh this Russian, I guess, Russian mobster um, who Keanu Reeves used to kind of do work for. Yeah. And uh, and he got out of the game, and, and the, the Russian mobster has this great scene where he's talking about how, like, who John Wick is to his son and just describing, he's, 
you know, he's a man of singular focus and, and will, you know, everything that the son is not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, he does this whole, whole scene while Cannery is, is, is busting his, the floor in his basement to get to his old bag of tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess John Wick poured four tons of concrete onto his, <laughs> his gold coins and guns. <laughs> right. Right. So, so that's, I guess that's one of my questions. So he has guns and then he has a stack of gold coins, which is apparently the yeah. currency for everything. And I'm like, are those like gold coins? Gold coins? Are they like, are they like, like Chuck E. Cheese tokens? Like for assassins? Well, I think that's <laughs> I think that's one of the things I really liked uh-huh. about this movie. Like, mm-hmm. this movie is a great example of world building. Uh huh. Where there is this whole underworld that exists. Mm-hmm. They have their own currency. They have their own language. You know, like mm-hmm. like all that stuff. They have their own buildings and like you know a code of ethics that you can't violate. Right. Without mm-hmm. extreme repercussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all exists side by side with, with our everyday world. Mm-hmm. And basically the the idea at the beginning of the movie is that Keanu Reeves has like once you're in the underworld, you don't you can't get out. Mm-hmm. And Keanu Reeves was able to make that transition. Yeah. Because John Wick is of singular focus. And <laughs> yeah. and he can accomplish anything he puts his mind to. <laughs> And so he gets out for his wife, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he's got to go back for one more job. Yeah, right. Kind yeah. of a thing. You yeah. know? Who hasn't seen that scenario that, played that out? That scene with John John Leguizamo, who has put on some weight, <laughs> <laughs> we all have, and um, but where he's like, "Where'd you get this car?" And he's like, "I don't want anything." Uh, and then he's yeah. waiting for John Wick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. It's like amazing. that's 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 another perfect example of establishing a character without having to literally explain what he is, which they then do in the next scene. Uh, but like oh, you yeah, understand yeah. how dangerous John Wick is almost immediately. Yeah, because in that scene, yeah, I remember John Leguizamo says, you know, you know, he'll uh, his dad will understand. Yeah, and so then you know the mobster calls him and he's like, you know, I heard you struck my son. He's, Why? He's like, oh well, he he stole John Wick's car. And killed his dog, and then mobster just goes, "Oh, yeah," and hung up, <laughs> and <then laughs> hangs up. You're like, "All right, all right." Yeah, you're, yeah. you're like, I, mm-hmm. "I can't wait to see where this goes." Yeah, so, so, so it just, I mean, the, I mean, the action scenes are are great. The fight scenes are great. You know how, you know, it makes sense. You know, coming from the guy who who worked on movies like you know V for Vendetta and and The Matrix and yeah. and that sort of thing. So, and uh, I I like the the fight scenes because a lot of a lot of them. You know, a lot of movies, action movies that have heavy fight scenes like that can end up being really shaky and almost like mm-hmm. almost make you like nauseous and kind of lose your sense of where you are. Yeah. You know, and, and John Wick did a did a great job yeah. of not doing that. There's one sequence, mm-hmm. um, the the sequence when they're in the Russian club mm-hmm. where Keanu is trying to get to him. Yeah. Um, in, in, on the dance floor part. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where he gets thrown from the balcony yes onto that. that's the other thing is i like is that john wick takes damage like uh-huh. gets the crap beat out of him mm-hmm. but that one shot where he gets thrown over the balcony and the camera like falls with him uh-huh. and and you you in a normal movie it would have taken him 10 seconds to hit the ground mm-hmm. it would have been that slow motion whoa yeah. fall but like in this scene it's just whoa, bam yeah and like right. the camera like the sudden stop like how fast and how hard he hits well we the only ground. have an hour and 35 minutes so we gotta yeah. we gotta make it fit. but you i i agree with you in that in that you you f- kind of feel the impact and it feels yeah. a little bit more real yeah and then they throw a bone to like the key guy from the matrix 2 and 
and he's the doctor that stitches him up after after that after he takes some damage. Oh my so, god, you're right. That is that guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the other thing, funny thing. So I didn't recognize him without all the white. Yeah. So the funny thing is like, uh, or he with this movie, um, there's a lot of random people in it that you that you've seen in other things, but you're like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. Like I think it, the one guy's name is uh. Uh, it, he's the head of the cleaning crew. He's like Patrick David Kelly or David Patrick Kelly. He plays Sully in Commando. Um, anybody who's familiar with The Crow, he played T-Bird in The Crow, and he was also the main antagonist in The Warriors. Yeah. So he's just kind of like... The Warriors. So The Warriors <laughs> is an okay movie, but it's one of those movies you should probably watch. I felt... Yeah. I, I like that I watched it so I can get the references now. Right. But I'm glad that I never have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of why I, mm -hmm. it feels like a movie that is bigger than the movie. Like the idea of the movie is bigger, better than the movie itself, oh, yeah. kind it's, of a thing. Like where there's just a few iconic, like really iconic scenes. Yeah. But. And Nick Nick just did the uh, the motion where he's clinking the bottles together yeah. <laughs> from the Warriors it, for those of us who can't see. Uh, but uh, which is funny because every time that guy is in a movie, now I start to look to see if people involved with the movie are fans of the Warriors. And it turns out, you know, Brandon Lee was a fan of, of the Warrior, a huge fan, so he really wanted him in The Crow, and he actually does that bottle-clicking motion as he kills T-Bird in that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so it's just, so that guy's in there. I watched The Crow not too long ago. It really holds up. It really does. <laughs> yeah, it's... It really does. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. What? I don't so uh, yeah, it really does hold and up. We're back. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, th speaking of people who are famous for other things, now they have uh, Theon Greyjoy's little sidekick is the Kingpin's lawyer from season one of Daredevil. Um, oh, he's you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the uh, the guy who runs the hotel is the is the, the guy, guy from the Wire. wire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash is in there. He's the you know the guy who guards the club that John Wick gives the night off. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> to right. To kind of yeah, sneak yeah, in, yeah. yeah. So you're just like, yeah. At every turn, you're like, oh man. And at one point, I, like looking at the cleaning crew, I'm like, I think that's J.K. Simmons. But at that point, I think I was just looking for character actors everywhere. You yeah, know, I don't think that that's him in that. <laughs> no, no. And but, I looked um, in it. It's Willem it's Dafoe. Is Willem Dafoe is in it? He's, he's great. great. Um, the the assassin girl that's in it. Is was pretty she's, good. She's in something else. I can't remember. I was looking, and it's not anything I recognize. She was apparently in a Wonder Woman TV movie in 2011, but she, I think she was in something else, but like not huge, but something she you just you might, might be recognize. Every yeah, every woman kind of thing mm -hmm. just has a generic yeah look. But so yeah, I mean, in the in the end, it was just a great action movie, uh, yeah. out, about an hour and a half long. So. Um, in and no, out, yeah, you know. in and out. No time for character development, but you don't care. It's like it's like a John Hughes action movie. Like like John Hughes, you're like, there's no reason that guy should get that girl, but I don't care because right. it's fun. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was great. I watched that movie. I was laid up. I had knee surgery, mm -hmm. and that weekend, I watched twenty some movies, and that was on the list. And I sent my friend Matt a message saying, "Hey, I'm gonna watch that latest." Keanu Reeves disaster, John Wick. And he's like, oh, well, tell me how it is. Because nobody saw it in theaters. Because mm -hmm. it had the worst marketing ever. Yeah. And um, 
And so I'm, I'm, I'm texting, I'm like live tweeting it to, to my friend. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I go, this movie's great. <laughs> like this, this movie is great. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how good this is. You should be watching it right now. Like mm-hmm. there's like, I definitely started it with so much cynicism, you know, just expecting a really bad Keanu Reeves shoot 'em up kind of movie. Of course, yeah. And almost immediately I was turned around on it. I'm like, this is great. And then for the rest of the movie, I kept waiting for it to suck and it never did. Yeah. And as the, I guess the, the one thing, um, that I guess I would change about it, if, if anything at all, was that the, the main kind of villain wasn't that great. Yeah, no, uh, that's the that's the one thing that's a little disappointing about it is he kind of just chases him around. Yeah, right. And then, and then he catches him and then he's like, all right, we'll see you later. And then yeah. he's got to chase him around again. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a, the ending. The, the ending was kind of disappointing, a little disappointing, but the whole movie. Yeah. When you, but when you expected it to be terrible, the yeah. ending is not bad. Yeah. Well, the, oh, the one thing I wanted to mention is, uh, it's like, you know, so, you know, he kind of accomplishes his goal sooner than you would think, you know, catching Theon, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. And then there's still more movie left and you're like, well, what's going to happen now? Right, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it be, you know, it becomes about pride, you know, like. Yeah. Because, you know, he catches Theon Greyjoy, but before he does, like the mob boss calls him and says, mm-hmm. let's just let this end. Like, yeah. You're out. I just want to be done. Mm-hmm. Let's end this. And yeah. Keanu Reeves can't let it go. Right, right. And, and he, the mob boss, it's funny because he's just sitting there smoking a joint for yeah. some reason because that's apparently what Russian mobsters do. Um, yeah. But uh, so uh, it's funny, though, because, spoiler alert, I was looking on <laughs> Google and I was searching for, for the dog to show, to show my wife and I saw John Wick 2 has a better dog and a better villain. So oh, yeah, that's <laughs> so next year, right? So yeah, again, so spoiler alert, there's a John Wick too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. But yeah, you you should have probably known that anyway. Yeah. Well, great choice, Dan. Oh, thanks, buddy. I love an awesome Keanu Reeves action movie. <laughs> Who doesn't? Which brings me to the movie that I chose. The year is 1995. It's 4 years before The Matrix and 4 years after Point Break. This week, I watched Johnny Mnemonic, <laughs> uh, the train wreck uh, with Keanu Reeves. Oh, that is, wow. I've got to right. say, this movie was terrible, and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I've never seen this, and I loved it, <laughs> but it was so, so, so bad. And I got to tell you, I remember I watched it. I, I can't remember much about this movie because I watched it once uh-huh. and then remember never watching it again. I, j- but- I watched it hours ago and can't really remember that much about it. <laughs> um, it is. So it's the one where he basically is like a human hard drive, right? He's like a USB drive. Yeah. yeah okay. He's, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the movie's, uh, uh, it stars Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Ice-T, Dolph Lundgren, Dina Meyer, who we will now just refer to as Felicity. Okay, all right. Um, because that's what all my notes I just wrote down. Why is Felicity doing this? Uh, but Dina Meyer was, um, she was in uh, Starship Troopers. She's like the chick that's not Denise Richards. Oh, yeah, the one he, who eventually gets Casper Van Dien. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, she gets like blown up, right? Right, right. But before that, yeah, oh, right. they yeah, have yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and because it's a movie from 1995, Henry Rollins is also in it. Oh, okay. Uh, and he of course plays a doctor 
He wears glasses so you can see how smart he is. Yeah, he's very intelligent. Uh, so anyway, the movie takes place in the year 2021. It's a dystopian future where society has been ruined by the internet and television. Huh. Uh, Keanu Reeves plays a, he plays a smuggler who has an implant in his brain, which allows him to upload classified or get some, lets him upload any kind of data into his brain. Um, but because he's a smuggler, he works for criminals who like steal corporate data and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he pays for whoever they work. For. He, he he pays for whoever. I can't even talk. He works for whoever pays him. So he's a he's a mercenary. Guy. Since he's yeah. a he's a mercenary smuggler kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, in order to get this implant implanted into Keanu's head, um, they had to remove his long term memories, so he doesn't know who he is. But it doesn't matter because it only comes up like twice in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, all right. So the movie starts. Keanu Reeves is forced to go on one last ride because the guy he works for is ripping him off. Um, but this time, there's trouble. Normally, his brain can hold up to 160 gigabytes of data. Uh-huh. A totally reasonable and excessive amount for 1995. Yeah. 1995, I think my my parents computer had a four gigabyte hard drive so 160 gigabytes is like wow yeah, oh my god yeah but this time his client needs 300 some gigabytes mm-hmm. and i don't know about you but when i put too much data on my hard drive mm-hmm. it you know just starts to hurt the computer it could still hold it like a suitcase that's overflow it doesn't just say no no more yeah but your computer doesn't get a nosebleed, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so that's what happens. Um, it's not a problem for Keanu. Mm-hmm. He fits all of the data into his brain in the funniest looking scene you've ever seen. <laughs> Hilarious pun. And um, so he's sitting in like a, a, a chair with this crazy virtual reality helmet on, and he's just like gripping the, the so sides wait, was, of the chair. Was, so Giant Mnemonic was in 1995? Yeah. So we're talking like right around Lawnmower Man, virtuosity, like... Yeah, yeah. it's right after <laughs> the internet really happened and everybody and they made all those internet ish yeah and there's like and we were promised that virtual reality was going to be basically what it is now yeah i believe nintendo's virtual boy had just failed oh okay all right or was about to um so keanu's sitting in this chair and they're implanting his brain and it looks like he's taking a crap like but it's the world's (laughs) biggest crap and so much is because he's just going ah (laughs) <laughs> you can't see his eyes you just see his mouth and he's just grimacing while screaming oh man for like a minute yeah it's so funny it is so funny it, that sounds like it reminds me of uh if you've ever seen interstellar when mcconaughey's falling through the space library and he's like uh, 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 and like and i think like i think he's supposed to be cold but it just sounds to me like he's like the drop and loads guy from Howard Stern. <laughs> like I literally remember saying in the theater, drop and loads in the space library. Uh. <laughs> so anyway. So, so he gets all the, the information uploaded into his brain. Mm-hmm. He goes to the bathroom and has a seizure. Uh, that's where his like nose is bleeding and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. And while he's in there trying to compose himself, um, all these yakuza guys break into the hotel room where this deal went down oh, and okay. start shooting up the place. Uh, this one dude has like laser string that oh. he like can cut. Does he like whip around? Out. It's like a, it looks like a lightsaber that's just a rope, oh, okay. basically, like because it can cut through anything. And yeah, just, yeah. But he uses it like garrote wire. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, uh, so the gunfight happens. Keanu comes out and realizes there's a lot more going on here. <laughs> Is that the line? No, he doesn't say oh, that. Okay, That's okay. just me. All right, okay, cool. Um, the Yakuza are working for a drug company, which the drug company created this technology disease called the Black Shakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves has the cure in his head, and he's basically just a conduit. He's just transferring it for somebody. But Mm -hmm. So anyway, in order to get out of the building, Keanu puts on this amazing disguise Mm -hmm. where he basically just puts on glasses and a short but long, a short, long hair but short wig. Oh, okay. Like down Uh to his neck. Yeah. And then just walks like a weirdo out of the hotel. (laughs) Because that's the worst disguise you've ever seen. And in the- Totally inconspicuous. It's- Everyone is watching him walk out of the building because he's in a hotel. And as he's walking out, just everyone is just looking at him like, who's this guy? <laughs> um, so he takes the Concord, which was still in flight in 1995. Uh, he yeah. takes the Concord um, to New Jersey, uh, which is a giant dump. And not much has changed in the movie. <laughs> Slam. Oh, Jersey. Um all right, so anyway, because Keanu's head is overloaded, he's got 24 hours to get the data out or his brain is going to die or or he's going to die. Mm-hmm. So, And they keep reminding you of this because he keeps saying it and he mm-hmm. keeps having seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is this entire movie takes place at night. It's never day. So that means like he took the flight from... Mm-hmm. Um, he's either in Japan or China because they really don't make that clear. And... He takes the Concorde from there to New Jersey, and then for the rest of the movie, it's just night of that same day. Oh, okay. And every 20 minutes, he has another seizure where they show the internet. Uh, <laughs> they just so, have to remind you that his anyway, brain's overloaded. Yeah. Keanu gets double-crossed, and he fights his way out of a bad time. Then he makes friends with Ice-T. Ice-T is the leader of the poor people. They live in a bridge uh, because New Jersey is a terrible place. <laughs> okay and it's also in the future yeah. jersey slam people uh, still living on in bridges in, right. in the future okay uh so ice t leaves keanu gets captured by the yakuza and then gets rescued by felicity um and she after after felicity felicity saves him she takes him to dr henry rollins to get <laughs> the thing out of his head um so while they're dealing with Henry Rollins, the, they cut to the Yakuza who are crazy mad that I was about to call him John Wick, <laughs> that uh, Keanu is getting away or or they're not accomplishing their goal of getting Keanu's head. They just want to mm-hmm. take his head off. Oh, yeah. Because okay. that's where the data is. Mm-hmm. And then they can take it wherever they want. Uh, okay. Because it's still inside the implant. So it's not like if his brain dies, then well, his then brain, he'll lose the, the thing. implant just lets it store it into his brain. Uh, I think is how it works. So they okay. basically just want the brain. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And it's easier just to take mm-hmm. the head. Mm-hmm. It's science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Yakuza guys are really bad, so they hire Dolph Lundgren, who plays uh, a long-haired religious nut named the Street Preacher. Um, the only reason I know that is because that's what his title is in, in the IMDb. Oh, okay. Uh, uh-huh. His job is to hunt down Keanu Reeves, um, but everyone he comes across, he kills in some kind of Jesus-y way. Uh-huh. Like he, he nails so many people through the hands with nails uh-huh. to like stick them to the wall, including Felicity. 
who is fine, by the way. She she pulls the nail out and is you know ready to go. Really cool, yeah. Uh, so the movie movie goes on for a while. Eventually, Keanu and Felicity meet up with Ice T. Ice T says, "We can help you. Let's go meet Jones. He's an ex military computer hacker." Oh, Jones is a dolphin. Oh, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> He's a dolphin connected to computers. So. Okay. He's connected to the computers by wires. It's horrifying. Wow. It's a horrible, <laughs> terrifying image of this dolphin in an aquarium the size of a dolphin. So so how much time elapses in like in in real life be, between Ice T doing this movie with the with the cyber dolphin and then becoming a half kangaroo and tank girl? <laughs> like is was that did he get inspired by the cyber dolphin when was tank girl tank girl feels like 93 yeah okay so it might have been beforehand he's like i don't want to be a, a creature. i never i don't think i've ever seen tank girl no i, I reference it that. all the time but i <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen it uh so anyway this horrible horrible dolphin creatures connected oh. to computers it's got red eyes and it blasts concentrated sonar at people it piss it off oh god uh, so then for whatever reason, the dolphin helps Keanu and oh. then begins the worst looking CGI sequence you have ever seen. <laughs> is this another like visualization of what the internet is? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Well, because the dolphin is helping Keanu Reeves hack into his mind oh. in order to get to the cure for the disease uh -huh. that they're then going to use the dolphin to broadcast to the world <laughs> so that the world can cure the black shakes. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Um, then, then the movie ends. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this at this dolphin right now, and my God, it's <laughs> uh, it scary. It's like it's the scariest thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. So, oh man. yeah, he's got red eyes, wires coming out of its like head. Yeah, like it's, it's just that's a terrifying creature. Oh man, and the the tank it's in, it it like makes Sea World seem like a luxury for animals. <laughs> um, just general. Just general critiques. The movie's very, very disjointed. Like uh -huh. it feels like they just made scenes and put them all together. Um, and some of the scenes just feel like they were chopped in the beginning and chopped from the end because they're just talking and then all of a sudden they're somewhere else a oh, lot man. of times. Um, and then finally, my, my last thing that I'm going to say is uh, Keanu Reeves' character is just called Johnny. All right. Um, they don't call him Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, they just call him Johnny, and at one point like he's he, the makes, only one in the world. he makes up a last name like Johnny Smith. Why is the movie called Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> if it's never said, yeah, like mm -hmm. a, a mnemonic is something you use to like remember something. Yeah, right. And uh, I know the movie's about his brain. Yeah, but like, that's a bit of a stretch. But yeah, you know, like is that what they were going for? Because it's a the title doesn't rhyme or anything. Yeah, like right. Johnny Mnemonic. Right. I think it was just another. Another way to uh, to to make Keanu Reeves play another person named Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you know you got Johnny Utah, you got John Wick, yeah. you got Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Oh, but, I have uh, I have one more thing. Uh, so the movie was directed by Robert Luongo. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the first film he ever made. Uh, apparently, he's a, a, a 
a celebrated artist from the 80s like he was very popular in the 80s like a um, visual artist yeah like uh like paintings okay and, and right, stuff, yeah, yeah, i guess right. I, I didn't look into it too much um but according to wikipedia you can see a bunch of his art on the walls of patrick bateman's apartment in american psycho Oh, all right. Which is, you know, the the movie's all 80s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's the only movie that this guy has ever directed and it and it, yeah. It it's a scene. <laughs> it's Oh, man. It's a it's so strange because it exists I, like 95 I think is the same year that Batman Forever came out. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jurassic Park was 2 years prior. Uh-huh. You know, The Matrix was just 4 years away, which which in movie sound like a whole it doesn't lot. sound like a whole lot, but yeah. like I mean, in terms of special effects and and I mean, this is basically it's this like almost the same concept where you know computers and stuff like a person lives inside a computer mm-hmm. and, and can't de- seizures and stuff, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way that the Wachowskis didn't take some inspiration from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are people in the movie that have implants all over their bodies, and it uh, looks okay. just like. The battery the implants thing from um, in the matrix, in the matrix and stuff, yeah, where they hook them up for, to get their human battery thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But it is no matrix. <laughs> the the fight scenes are so slow and boring. Like Keanu Reeves is like punching and kicking. Oh, the other thing, <laughs> and, and I wanted to thing. mention. Yeah, one other final thing. Um, so John Wick, I think, was is one of the movies that really knows how to use Keanu Reeves, uh-huh. where he does a lot of good action, but doesn't have a lot of lines. Yeah, because Keanu Reeves is not a very good actor. No, no, he's but but he's great at what he does. You're right. Yeah, this movie Keanu Reeves has tons of lines, and it looks like he's always looking off set to read them. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. before they figured out how to how to use yeah. uh, I mean, you know, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. At one point, he's in a subway with Felicity, and he's just they're like yelling back and forth, and he goes, "I need to get this stuff out of my head <laughs> because if I don't, uh, I'm gonna die." <laughs> he, he pauses. Let's well, drive home the point that his head's full. So right, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of the fifteen times that they make sure you're aware of that. Yeah. Meanwhile. Like as the movie goes on, he looks more and more tired, but it doesn't look like he's gonna mm-hmm. die any minute now because it's never been day. Yeah, you know. But I think that they they did uh, figure out one piece of Keanu Reeves at this point. At this point, they realized that Keanu Reeves can only exist in movies if he's wearing a black suit of some kind. <laughs> he does wear it's a like, black suit. Yeah, I mean, like, movie. yeah, that you know, uh, what's it? The uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, you know, obviously John Wick. Uh, Devil's the Ma- Advocate, the I Matrix. think, came out right either right after or right before it. Yeah, Devil's Advocate was ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. I think there was another movie that came out. I'm gonna look it up. Mm-hmm. Um. But Keanu Reeves works, man. He gets tons and tons of movies, and I enjoy nearly all of them. Yeah, and I mean, he and, I mean, it sounds like he's a pretty decent dude, yeah. like off, you know, off screen and that sort of thing. So you you kind of root for him, but you, you just know what he is. Oh, the year before '94, Speed was Speed. Oh wow! So okay. Um. So he did. Let's see. Uh. If we're going to start at Point Break, Point Break and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey were the same year. Then My Own Private Idaho, Idaho, which is supposed to be pretty good. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Then Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I hear is just a tour de force of Keanu Reeves trying <laughs> to act. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's not in it a whole lot. 
Um, yeah, done. Yeah. Then he did much ado about nothing. I guess that's another him trying to act. Yeah. Um, then Speed, Johnny Mnemonic, and a walk in the clouds. Chain reaction, feeling Minnesota, Devil's Advocate. Uh, the last time I committed suicide, which I think I saw. Mm-hmm. Then the Matrix, which was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, then the two thousands happened. I won't yeah. go further than that. Yeah, <laughs> but the guy works. Yeah, but but like you could tell when he starts making that shift to I'm just gonna really just do action movies where I don't have to talk a lot. Well, yeah, I mean he figured himself out. Yeah. You know, directors figured him out. Yeah, but yeah, so and he's I always guess, got cool hair. Yeah, in the end, would you recommend Johnny Mnemonic? I would. <laughs> I think <laughs> everybody right. should watch Johnny Mnemonic, especially like today, because it does predict certain things about modern day yeah because I mean, times I mean, cause it does you know it does like the video chat and AT&T is everywhere and and New Jersey is terrible <laughs> well and you got it I guess I mean it's it, it can't be that much of a stretch that by 2021 they could have like hard drive implants for your head yeah I mean the, everything else like the dystopian future yeah is ridiculous well yeah and the, the techno dolphin oh but, my god yeah. <laughs> that dolphin is gonna give me night like that was scary <laughs> And it talks like like not with words, but you know, like dolphin sounds. And it's just it's just in such a small tank. Yeah, and, and it's not just oh, this is the hey dolphin Jones. The dolphin's name's Jones. Yeah, we need you to come talk to Keanu. Like it's just in this room. Yeah, always. Yeah, and it's always connected to the internet. Oh Jesus. Oh, uh, but yeah, like Johnny Mnemonic. I would definitely say check it out. It was, it was crazy. Awesome. Um, so that brings us to where normally we would read the responses to Ray's random request, mm-hmm. but we're going to stretch it out for another week uh, so everybody can get there. What's your favorite sports movie question in non Sandlot? That's not the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the question's really popular and we just want to make sure everybody gets their voices heard, mm-hmm. but Going forward, Dan, do you have a... Oh, and I have a... What's your Dan's dastardly question, Dan, <laughs> for this oh week? God. Oh, man. So uh, going along with the theme of, of, uh, of, you know, kind of John Wick and that I never would have seen this um, if other people hadn't told me about it, what's a movie that you saw that you didn't expect much from and it ended up being awesome so i guess the, the question is in a simpler form is name a movie that you that you had low expectations for and you came out pleasantly surprised i've got a couple, couple and uh, so that yeah kind of kind of like um john wick for me as an example uh the last samurai with tom cruise uh. when i saw that preview i was like i was like I, I tom cruise is not a samurai and it wasn't great but it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be when i, I finally hated saw the it. last samurai oh, you did i uh, hated it uh like i said it he got shot like 900 times in the 1800s <laughs> and was fine. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I didn't love it like I did John Wick, but it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, without, without, I guess, giving up too many answers, mm-hmm. um, I'd have to say yet another Keanu Reeves movie, Constantine. I went to see, me and my friend Matt went mm-hmm. to go see that in theaters thinking it was going to suck. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Constantine is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, it's another one where he 
pretty much wears a black suit the he entire wears a time. Black, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know that's that the man the yeah. man has a shtick you know yeah yeah and another movie where you know tilda swinton shows up you know yeah that's like one of her first mm-hmm. first big things yeah yeah, yeah right awesome. around uh i guess she did the beach before that maybe and that was that was the, probably about it with Leonardo the leonardo caprio movie yeah i like that movie yeah i feel like everybody hated it i didn't really know why yeah all right well if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, thanks for tuning in. You can find us here every Wednesday night at 1030 following the Let's Talk Flicks podcast. Um, if you're interested in listening to more from the This Week in Film guys, you can find us on just about every podcasting app there is. If we don't exist on one at this point, let us know and we'll get on it. Um, Because I'm tired of saying SoundCloud, Twitter, and Stitcher, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But to answer Dan's dastardly question, Dan, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or visit our website at thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. Really starting to build up the website, and um, it looks looks great. The guy who who does all the work on that is some sort of internet wizard. It's really basic. <laughs> and um, Dan, do you have anything to add? Uh, I any, just want to uh, plugs. Yeah, I actually do have something to uh, to plug this week. Uh, did they pay the this week in film fee? <laughs> they did not. But uh, just, sounds like they did. Just doing somebody a solid here. Sure. But yeah, but uh, they'll repay me in kind. But no, I want to plug the uh, the the Swirl podcast. Uh, it's done by Cody Seaton and um, a girl named Ruby. Um, the basic premise is single gay black man living in the city and married straight white girl living in rural Pennsylvania get together and talk uh, about life and, and all sorts of things. And uh, they're, they're in their third week. They just finished up episode three and they're kind of really hitting their stride and they're available in all the same places that this week in film podcast is available to. So Give the Swirl podcast a listen. It's uh, it's pretty great, and it's pretty funny. And just want to say hello to um, my wife Emily, and thank her for allowing me to join this week and film again this week while she sits at home with our newborn, and uh, and say hello to Christina, our, our four-month-old daughter now. Um, that's and crazy. that's about it. Four months. Yeah. So, and thank you, Nick, for for having me on again. It's always a blast. Hey, Dan. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> and I'd like to thank our audience. It's my son, Alex, is here. Alex, do you have anything that you want to say? Um, so, there's like, bobble, there's like an Iron Man bobblehead in my bedroom. There's an Iron Man night night. Dynamite drop in, Alex. We're all excited about your Iron Man bobblehead nightlight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film.